Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There is a story for everyone here because every story matters. Welcome everyone to the Storybooks. This is the place to be if you are a lover of stories, learning new and interesting things, and if you want to grow abundantly. My name is Jay Phantom, and I believe it's my purpose to help you realize your worth and become the greatest and best version of you possible. I am grateful that you're here today. Now let's journey into the Storybooks together and hear more about whose story will be unboxed today. I think many of you would know the name Guy Sebastian, and now I'm fairly familiar that you guys would know the name Chris Sebastian, because Chris Sebastian is Guy Sebastian's brother, and I was so thrilled to be able to sit down and have a conversation with Chris Sebastian. Not that long ago, actually, it was when he released his uh, other song called Hard to Get to Love. Imagine saying that a million times over, right? Very, very quickly. Uh, it's a brilliant song. One of one of my favorites, actually, I have to say. It's a catchy song. I listened to it on repeat several times. Uh, but he's got a new song out uh, called Wasted on Me. And you can go and check that out right now, available on YouTube too. Uh, and basically what we do during this conversation is, yes, we do talk about his uh, other song, Hard to Get to Love. Uh, and sadly, we don't even get to touch on Wasted on Me. Uh, but that's all right because this is more about bringing uh, to light Chris's incredible story and and what he has been through on the journey to get to where he is today. So it's an amazing conversation and help support Chris and his incredible work by sharing this conversation around to all your friends and family. Let everyone know about it. I mean, uh, he's not, he's a very genuine and authentic human being. And I was like so blown away by how actually authentic this man is with the kind of fame that he does have. Uh, but he's a regular human being that loves to sing, that loves to create. And I feel like you guys are going to relate to many of the things that he has been through and his story. So uh, go and share it around on social media too and listen to his songs. I mean, there's some some great songs. We hear them on the radio. If you're here in Australia, that is. And um, yeah, he's a brilliant artist and he's going to go absolutely massive pretty soon. So um, 
All right, my friends, uh, don't forget to, before you go, to leave a rating and review over on Apple Podcast and subscribe before you leave. If you do love this episode, really grateful for each and every one of you that do keep coming back and supporting the show. Uh, so you guys know what time it is. It's time to journey with me into this story box today and listen to the incredible story of none other than Chris Sebastian. Honestly, I really appreciate it. It's, it's great to be chatting. Nah, dude. Like, honestly, I can't believe I'm actually speaking to you. <laughs> like, I, I, like I said before, I saw you on on The Voice last year. And, you know, you have those moments where you think, oh, I wonder what it would be like if I actually spoke to this person in person. Uh, and here that's we always, are. That's always a worry for me. I'm always like, man, I hope, I hope they're nice. I hope they're... Yeah, but no, man, I appreciate your time. I, I'm so stoked that, you, that you're having me on and we can we can talk. I, you, you're going to learn pretty quickly. I like to chat. So so do I. So we're both in the same <laughs> same boat. We're going to try and keep this to uh, like be respectful of your time, obviously, but that might be oh, man, incredibly difficult. <laughs> but the first question I, I want to ask you, Chris, you've had quite a, a bit of success in, in recent times. So yeah. I love asking my guests at the very start, what does success look like for you? See, that's a, that's a really loaded question. And I feel like we're going to have a few loaded questions today. Um, <laughs> success is, is like specifically for me, I think is a weird thing because there are probably people that I have to articulate this properly. Um, there are probably things that I've done that people would consider a success, but I didn't. And there's a, there's a really specific reason for that. And I didn't want other people, I didn't want me being a part of other people's victories to be mm. my victory. I wanted victory of my own. And so like that, that's like a really specific thing that I need to speak to that, you know, I, I've done some great things with Guy, you know, whether it be performances or or events. I'm also part of a group called Peking Duck. I, I sing mm. their live shows and Peking Duck are wildly successful and we've played I mean, we played Firefight last January and, you know, walking out of ANZ Stadium to 80 plus thousand people. That was awesome. But again, it, it wasn't my victory. And so I think for me, it's really important to have something that was mine, something that I knew that, you know, while I, I worked as hard as I could to be able to be a part of those things and it, it wasn't just a fluke, I wasn't just given something, um, I did work for those things. Um, but I wanted the victory to be my own. And I think that was really important to me. So this meant, and what's been going on in the, in the last 12 months for me has meant more than, than anything in my career so far. Mm. When was the moment for you, Chris, that you realized this was actually a success for you? Has it been sort of like this gradual thing over your life that you've sort of noticed it? Or was there like this catalyst moment for you oh man the grand final for the voice 100 percent. i remember that that moment there's a video on my instagram of me just being like it was it was actually guy's wife that was filming it, it was literally just my family um that live in sydney at, at guy's house and they make the announcement and my face just goes like it was a genuine right, moment man. of yeah i like i didn't think i was gonna win i have to like that that has to be said I thought people wouldn't vote for me because of the fact that I was Guy's brother. I think I'm in my head, I was going, people won't vote for me. And I did everything that I could. I, I didn't leave anything out on that stage. I, I gave literally everything that I could, uh, but I didn't think I was going to win. And that was my honest truth. I thought people wouldn't vote. Mm. Um, and so 
that was definitely the moment where for me it felt like not only people had accepted me but that in yeah without going too deep but that I was enough in this industry like that yeah, it, it was. I was more than just a, a name, and and there was there was more to me than just this thing about being a brother. That I was, I actually had something to offer, and that, and I, I felt like I knew that about myself, but I wasn't sure if other people did. And so that for me was definitely a, a moment, and I'll never forget that man. Like that, that you know, I, I don't think I'll, I'll ever be able to articulate properly, like properly what that what that meant. Mm. Let's go deeper because you said something there that made me. Like it sparked my interest, not knowing yeah. your worth. Has that been yeah. something that you've struggled with throughout your life? hundred percent. And I think it, it it's not something that I have openly admitted in years as well. Cause I think with uh, like, I, I've always tried to be the one that helps people, if that makes sense. Yeah. So like, I, I, I love, I love being the person that's there for like, you know, for other people. And so it's often hard to admit, I'll call it a weakness because let's, let's just say how it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, admit weakness when you're trying to help other people and, 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 you know, coach other people through, through things. I, I, I've been a, a, a I want to say a, I guess an artist developer for, for quite a few years now where I'll have, I'll have literally have artists in my studio on a weekly basis. And so often we don't even sing. It's, it's literally just me coaching them through things and going, you know, that they'll be upset about something and, and you know, they'll be defeated by something and I'm trying to coach them through it. Mm. And that often became hard because some of the things that they were dealing with, I was dealing with, but I had to be the guy that was there that was kind of just sort of showing strength. But yeah, I mean, absolutely. That that's something that when when you when you're in identity crisis, because for me, I was every literally everything that I did. It didn't matter how well I did it, or um, you know, I, I I could post a video of me singing something, and um, whilst obviously it was you know mostly positive, some would be oh yeah yeah that's guys brother. So it was never really a blank slate of this is what I've done. It's always check out this video that guy's brother's done or, you know, and that, and that's nothing to say. I'm not, I'm not trying to say this from a point of view of feel sorry for me or, you know, like guys, one of my closest friends, he's, he's been without a doubt the most supportive person along with my parents um, and my wife and family, like the, the level of support that I get from him specifically is, is outrageous. So um, I never want it to seem like I'm trying to get people to feel sorry for me, but I think I have to be honest because otherwise it's just not real. And you know, you'll see through that if I'm giving you, you know, typical PR responses, you'll be able to see through that. Everyone listening at home is going to be able to see through that. So I just have to be real and absolutely say, I mean, when you're struggling with an identity, when people aren't acknowledging you for what you're doing, it gets tough. Yeah. I know, I know the feeling, man, like, I'm only 24, so I'm still quite young and I've only just started to sort of realize like in the last maybe two years who I am, my own identity, my own purpose. And I think it's such a big conversation and a lot of people struggle with it, Um, especially if you are in sort of like the limelight and fame. There seems to be like, is that person really authentic or is it just the – the producers 
yeah. doing like this show for them. Like that's what I'm always curious about. Uh, yeah. And, and for you, man, like you've you you got a uh, you're a talented family. You got a talented brother. Did it ever annoy you at all hearing oh your guy's brother? Like, yeah. Yeah, and if you asked me that maybe a few years ago, I would have said no, no, it's all <laughs> it's all love and support. Um, but again, that wouldn't have been real. And when I would I say when I say it annoys me, that's got nothing to do with guy. That's that for me had more to do with people having so small a mind that they couldn't separate two things. Yeah, and, and that's what it honestly came down to. And I know that might ruffle a few feathers, but <laughs> for me, it was like, can you really not? just look at what's been done and give the credit for what's been done. And like, why does there have to be this thing? And I'm, and I'm, I'm not even specifically talking about, you know, the general punting public. Yeah. I, I'm talking, I, I'd be doing, you know, media stuff or, or I, I'd do an event and the guy introducing me would say that. I'm like, really? Like <laughs> I've not yet done enough for you to not have to be, it, it'd be all about that. And, um, and that, that was, that was honestly like, uh, for me being able to admit that, you know, it took a, took a little while and, and, and that's why I, I feel comfortable because there's dialogue now there's, you know, there's, there's, um, there's context to the question because mm. it's, you know, it's not just one random question by, by someone, you know, in an interview, it's, there's context to it. And, and so that's why I, I, you know, I think this is the perfect kind of forum to speak honestly and openly. Mm. I, I totally agree with you, man. Like, and I think this is going to be a, a very helpful conversation for a lot of people to hear, especially coming from your end. Like, yeah, they see that stars do struggle with identity still, Absolutely. but it's, there's also a way out. And yeah. I'm I'm curious, like, for you, trying to give a young person advice on they don't know that they're enough right now. They don't know their purpose. They don't know where they're going. In terms of career-wise, they feel lost. What would you say yeah. to them? Honestly, there, and this is not a cliche by any means. Um, it, it only it only happens when you make it happen. Yeah, we we hear about these miraculous overnight stories. Like I remember someone saying to me about Tones and I, "Oh, she's so lucky." No, she's not. She's incredible. Like. I remember, man, I remember playing a show at the Oxford Arts Factory in Sydney and she was playing in the next room and I was walking past at her sound check and literally, man, I, I remember clear as clear as anything. I remember 10 seconds of her performing in her sound check and going, she, she's got it. Mm. And she'd released a bunch of songs before Dance Monkey and, and songs after Dance Monkey too. Um, and yeah, that's why I've, like, I, I just, when people, when people ask me questions like this, like what advice can you give? It would, it would be to keep going. Mm -hmm. I have been doing this for a really, really long time. Yeah. And I was in a position where I was helping people get to the place that I wanted to get to, you know, like I, I had my hand in, and I, I won't name names. Cause I think that's, that's not, yeah, it's not cool, but there are names of people that I have helped get to points where I wasn't even at yet. Um, and purely because I had the knowledge to do so. But, and the reason why I couldn't get there is, you know, a number of different things of people not being able to get past what we've talked about already. But um, yeah, that that is 
everything. If you keep going, it might take longer than you want it to. And that's what it was for me. But if you don't stop, if you keep, and if you make it about the art, if like for me, for music, right, I, I could have gone on The Voice and I could have said, oh, feel sorry for me. And, oh, you know, <laughs> and I could have tried to, I could have tried to play that TV game and I didn't. I literally, and that, me, me and Guy talked about that. I went out there with one purpose and that was to sing as well as I could, perform as well as I could and be real. Just don't be a, don't be a TV persona, but just be who you are. And uh, I think that is absolutely everything. If, and if there is one piece that you can take away from this whole rambling statement that I've given is keep going. It might take longer, but keep going. I always like saying to people that are struggling, I say, it might not seem like it and it's completely fine, but you are exactly where you need to be in life. Absolutely. It, it might not be where you want to be, but you're exactly where you need to be. And that's the joy of life, really. If you yeah. look at it like that, it's like changing your perspective on the negative and turning it into positive and saying, I should be grateful for number one, I'm alive. Number yeah. two, I get to do this. Like there are other people that don't get the same opportunities that I do. Exactly. So like I think it's that's powerful, man. Like and and yeah. for you, like how long? How long has it taken you? Man, I mean, I, I've been doing this professionally since I was 15. But I think the moment I left school, I was trying. Like I, I moved to Melbourne straight out of school. I, I was recording songs. I was, you know, I, I've, I've been signed to different management labels. I've been signed to different agencies and I've been offered deals by different labels at different times. And, um, you know, for some reason, I, honestly, I can't, I can't even sit here and tell you because I'm, I've always worked. I, it's not like out of nowhere I stopped. You know, I started working. I, I've been working. I've probably recorded 300 songs in, in, in probably more to be like if I was being truthful from the start of my career to now. Mm -hmm. um, and and there, were, there were ones, you know, that, that I'm still super proud of. Mm -hmm. um, and, I, you know, I, I remember sitting in meetings and people would go, oh, why? Like, why isn't this on the radio? Why? Like, why? And I didn't know the answers. Like, man, if you can give me some answers, I'd, I'd, I'd love to be able to tell you. Um, and so it wasn't that my, my work ethic changed. I've always worked hard. Um, it's just that that was my time. Mm -hmm. That was my opportunity. That was my moment. Sometimes we can't script it the way we want. Yeah, it's 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 it just took longer than I wanted it to. But I'm not going to sit in that now. I'm not going to sit in. Oh, if only it happened then, or if only. No, this is this is the moment. I'm going to make the most of it now, and I'm I'm going to do what I've wanted to do, and now have the opportunity to do as mm. as good as I can do it. I love that, man. I have a I have a saying I think you might like because it relates yeah. to what you just said. It's persistently practice prayer with patience and perseverance and you will get through. Awesome. My five yeah. P's. <laughs> yeah, cool. That's it. That's absolutely it. Yeah. There's a lot of people out there that are trying to like they're working extremely hard to try and quote make it to be famous to to get ahead in life. And I think like yeah. It is a tough game. Uh, like you're in that industry where it's, there's so many people that are, are really gifted, really talented. You've been able to make it, but it's taken you 
a long time to become an overnight success. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of hard work. Um, now, what I wanted to ask you is in terms of those 300 songs that you've actually performed, how many of those have you written yourself? Every single one. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've not, and not from a, um, not from a ego point of view. I love writing. So yeah. I, it, it just always happened that, you know, whatever I was doing, I was writing. So that's why in this scenario with Hard to Get to Love, me not writing the song is a first. Um, but again, this might, this bite me, it might just be maturity kicking in. I, I had to, I don't know, it wasn't even something that I was trying to do, but I had to let ego go because a good song is a good song. I don't care who wrote it. And not only, it, it, it turned out. So the label actually played that song for me um, right after I won The Voice. So it was like, I think it was a day or two later, I was sitting, I met the team and they, was, they were playing through some songs and um, they played that one first. And I was like, no, that that song is amazing. Like who, who did that? It ended up being written by two of my friends. Oh. So, and it, and it just happened to be that way. So, um, you know, getting to work with them and it was just, it was just awesome, man. What is your creative process like uh, when you are writing and creating music? Look, it's different every time, but I think there's one theme that is consistent with it, with every with everything. So sometimes I'll start the music, and sometimes I'll I'll have an idea first, whether it be a, like a, a, a lyric or a melody. Uh, but there is one thing that is consistent, and it's feel. If mm. if I if people can't feel something, <clears throat> and that's a whole range of things, it, whether it's yeah, if it's an up tempo like fast song, I want them to feel pumped, and I, yeah, I want them to feel good. Mm. Or, or if it's a sad song, or if it's a break, like I want them, the theme that is consistent is every lyric, every melody is specifically designed in a way that you will feel something, um, and that that's the only thing that's sort of hundred mm. percent consistent. Wow. So I'm always I'm not musically inclined at all. I can't even hold a tune. <laughs> but I, I listen to music and I do feel like there is some some message behind it that gets into your soul, that moves you, that sort of stuff. And for you, Chris, what attracted you specifically or mainly to this song, Hard to Get to Love? I think the storyline. I, I, I think... Obviously, we we speak of victories all the time in relationships, and um, you know you got you've got where love works out, and then you got the, the breakup songs where it, where it doesn't. But then there's that weird in between where <laughs> you really wanted it to, and it and it, and it didn't. Um, and but over and over again, and I think like the storyline of Hard to Get to Love is repeating the same things in relationships and getting the same result. You know, picking the wrong for me it was picking the wrong types of girls. Um, you know, and I, I'm not, I'm not someone who's, <laughs> I haven't had lots of girlfriends and it's, it's, you know, my, my list is very small. Um, but the, the consistent theme is I always went for the same type and it, it would always lead me to the same place where it'd be close to being something real, but then it would just fall apart. And, and that was obviously until I met my wife who is so different from all of them. Um, and yeah, that was just a, like I remember hearing that song going, man, that's literally my story. The only thing that it doesn't speak to is the, is the ending when it actually worked out. Um, but 
yeah, trying the same things over and over and over again and, and it not working out. So what is your version of love now compared to what it was before? Has it changed yeah. for you? Massively, massively. I think I, I, like I, I literally have, I mean, everyone says it. I, I, I just have the best wife. <laughs> like she, um, I think she's not only the most understanding person, um, but she makes me better. Mm. And that, that's and the, the point that I noticed it is I remember my brothers talking to me. They're like, you're so much cooler since Tash. I was like, oh. <laughs> so I was, I was a douche before. <laughs> like, but no, it, it became like whoever, whoever you're with has to make you the best version of yourself. Mm. And it's not about, you know, them changing you or, or anything drastic like that. It's you want to be better. Yeah, you you want to you want to be a certain way for them, and, and, and that that was ultimately what it was mm. for, for Tash and I. And we've been together a long time now, um, you know. So that's why it's it's always fun when I'm when I'm writing songs. I don't have drama as far as relationship problems to write about. Mm. Yeah, a lot of a lot of um, a lot of artists are at a point where they're going from relationship to relationship and they're writing about it, and I I can't do that. I, I'm literally in a in a unbelievably healthy relationship, and mm. um, uh, it, it often means that I have to look at my fr- my friends' relationships when I want to write songs about specific stuff. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, no, that that what 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 love looks like to me is definitely different from what it was back when I was mm. trying to figure it out. Yeah, I, I can relate to that as well. We were just talking yeah. earlier about how. Like I've had this song on repeat and I get emotional sometimes because that's been my number one problem is I I will fall in love very quickly based on feeling, based on emotion, and then I fall into the trap. And yeah. I, I don't actually realize that this is doing me more harm than good. And then yeah. people will tell you, hey, this is not a good relationship for you. This is not the right person. And I've gone, no, 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 you're wrong. I'm right. Leave me alone. Yeah. And then you just have to like, you have to realize it for yourself and then break away from it, yeah. um, which is a hard thing to do. Honestly, yeah. it is it is a tough thing to do, but it is honestly the best thing for you, like yeah. move, moving past that because you never know when the right one is going to come your way. Totally. Um, which I'm I wish always. I, earlier, I wish I knew earlier that my mum was always right. <laughs> um, like obviously – People say that, and even my mum was, mom was like, "I'm always right." I wish I, I mean, she's literally never been wrong. Like she's she's just always right. And whenever you know, whenever I, you know, introduced them to girls in the past, and like I said again, not a long list, but um, <laughs> she she was always like, "Yeah, I don't I don't see you guys uh, working out." Yeah, and I was like, "No, nah, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong." And yeah, she was right every time. Yeah, yeah. Well, I remember introducing him to Tash, my wife, and they're like, "She's uh she's the one. So, she's a keeper." In two weeks, you need to chill, but she was right. I worked out. <laughs> <laughs> so, how do you know then that someone is the one? Like, this is something that I've, I'm curious about. Yeah, honestly, I think you won't get a fairy tale answer from me. I think the the idea of the one is. I guess another loaded question because relationships 
take work. Uh, yeah, I've spoken about how things are, you know, things are great between Natasha and they are. We, we almost never fight, mm. almost. Um, but we do challenge each other. And I think uh, if, if people are looking for, and this is another thing that I've done and, and I'm sure other people have done, people are looking for perfection and it doesn't exist. If you're looking for something that doesn't exist and you keep you know, getting to a place and you're, you, you, know, you're, you get frustrated with people or you, you, know, you, you downplay what something is because of what it's not, mm. um, you're going to continually, like continually arrive at this, this place where you break up. And um, our marriage has taken work and it does. Every day it does. It doesn't mean that it's a, I'm trying really hard. Some, sometimes it's a lot easier than it is others. Um, last night I cooked a like plus five marble Scotch fillet Wagyu steak. Like I, like, I mean, I sous vide this thing. Like I've, I've been, it's been sitting in, I've had this marinade being made up for like almost a month. Um, and I cooked it and she's just not that into meat. And so I cooked it expecting this big, amazing response. And she sits down, she says like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's good. I, was like, <laughs> I walk out that door, right? <laughs> and that's, you know, obviously something, but, uh, you know, people are different. I valued it more than she did. Yeah. Um, but you know, that it just takes work. If you're looking for perfection, you won't find it. You, you'll find someone that's perfect for you, but that doesn't mean things are going to be perfect. It, it, it requires work. Um, but you, I think, I think you will know where you'll find the person that it's worth it. The work becomes worth it. Mm. Mm. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And something you said earlier as well with about your creativity is remove the ego. Yeah. Same thing in relationships I've found. Like the moment the ego creeps up and it's kind of like that thing, right? You, you've cooked this brilliant meal that you, you are really looking forward to. You're waiting for that reaction. The ego saying, hey, you're going to get the best reaction possible, you yeah. know? It, and then all of a sudden it doesn't. And then the ego is like, well, this is crap. Now I'm annoyed. <laughs> like yeah. It, yeah, it's exactly. when we rem remove the ego it kind of brings us down to reality of, hey, we're both humans here. Let's yeah. try and connect, communicate on a very emotional level. Sometimes yeah. it, is, it is difficult, but it makes for a, for a better relationship ultimately in the end. And here I am talking about it. I'm not even married yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you, you, you got to pick your, pick your back. Like next time she makes, she's, she's half Russian. So next time she makes strong enough, I want to pretend it's terrible. Just, just <laughs> you're just like I'm gonna walk out that door anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I was good. Yep, don't like it. Just pretend. Oh, this is great, um, Chris. Man, like having speaking about love, um, this is a two-parter question. Might be another loaded question. We'll see how we go. Awesome. But what uh, what do you love the most about Tash? Firstly, and then secondly. What do you love the most about yourself? Right. Okay. Um, okay. Well, the thing that I love about Tash, that's, I mean, that's, that's an easy one. She is probably, I'm going to use two analogies. Uh, sorry, I'm going to use, sorry, I'm going to use two um, adjectives to describe her. Thoughtful is, is one. Um, and I, I think the second one would have to be 
and I'm gonna I'm gonna choose between two in my head. Um, I, I'm I'm gonna say consistent, and, and that's not one that you'd normally hear when you describe someone, but it's something that's really important to me. Uh, consistency is a huge thing about Tash. She's consistently kind. You know, she's consistently thoughtful and and courageous as well. And I think she she challenges me in ways because she's fearless. <laughs> yeah, like she she will will be at Coles. She's a great dancer. She's been a, a dancer and a choreographer for uh, yeah a large part of her life, and um, she'll see a reflection in like the window at, at the fridge at Coles and she'll just start dancing and going through choreography in her head. And I'm like, <laughs> someone's just trying to buy oats around the cookbook. Like, She's like, that doesn't matter. She, is, she just has no fear. She does not care what people think about, like what people think of her. And I do, I do more than I wish that I did. That's definitely one of my flaws. Um, yeah, I, I, I spend too much time worrying what people think. And she doesn't. She's mm-hmm. got that that nailed in it. You know, just that that courage and tenacity is is very inspiring to me. Mm-hmm. Um, myself, I I think I have a a strange capacity for love. And, and I, I know that's a weird thing to say about yourself, but I, I honestly, I, I, and I've never I've never said this before. It's definitely not publicly. Um, but I, I feel like I have a very large capacity for love. Yeah, I, I I will see strangers and I'll see things that people are going through. You know, I I cannot I cannot see like an an, an elderly person struggling. Can't do it. I, if 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 I see even a glimpse of it, I have to help. Um, and, and that's not me. I'm not trying to toot my own horn. It's, it's not, this is by no means you asked me what about myself. So I, I'm answering that as, as openly as I can. I, I feel like I love people a lot. Um, you know, I love conversation. I love being a part of people's lives and, and having an impact on people. And I think, um, that would be the thing that I, I maybe respect about myself is, mm. is capacity to love people i appreciate you sharing that man like that's i can i can also relate to that on some level i mean i'm not always great at it but yeah like i I think that's also the way i was raised as well like be kind to your fellow man like love others unconditionally as as difficult as it actually is and i love uh i think I always say that God's got a sense of humor, right? Like he's, yeah. he goes in the Bible, uh, love thy neighbor as thyself. And I'm like, well, this sucks because <laughs> there's a lot of unlovable people. There uh, is. But then again, you know, you got to look at it sometimes. I don't even love myself. So yeah. if yeah. if I, yeah, it's, it's an interesting thing, man. So, uh, but I appreciate you sharing that, being vulnerable enough to, to actually open up about it. Um, yeah. Now, I do want to be, once again, mindful of your time. So I've got a couple okay. more questions for you. Okay. Um, what has been the worst piece of advice you've ever received? Worst piece of advice? Um, 
I want to think about this properly. Mm. You know, definitely I've had, I've had an old manager. Um, he, he told me and he was not only told me, this was like a, a way that he operated. He told me that I needed to change who I was and, and be, I guess, open. He, he used, he, he was trying to be careful with his words. He said <laughs> to make it edgier. So he was like, you know, don't be, a, don't be um, worried about saying things in, in, in your lyrics and, and don't, you know, don't, you don't need to think so carefully about your lyrics. You don't need to, you don't need to do this style. Like you can do that later on in your career. Right now you need to do this. And it was a, it was a type of music that I just was, wasn't into. I'm, I'm not, the, um, I'm not, I'm not a club guy, right? I'm not, I never was. So when I hear, when I, when I hear songs about like Hennessy and, and like, I'm, I'm just not that guy. I don't have a problem with it. Like yeah. I, I've literally many of my friends love it. Never had Hennessy. It, it probably tastes good. Don't, I, I, I just don't know. Mm. Um, and it would be fake if I was to sing about that stuff. And, and, and that's the thing. He was like, you know, you got, you got to, you got to sing about girls up in the club a lot more. And I was like, man, I've never hit on a girl in a club before. I'm just, I'm a dork. I'm not that guy. People will see through it and they will see that it's fake. I wish I was a little bit cooler. And, and you know, I was just never that guy. When, when, when all my friends were going out clubbing, I was like at the driving range practicing mm. my golf and, and, you know, trying to, I, I love exploring things. So I was going full driving and you're doing, you just got to excuse my head cold. It's shocking at the moment. Um, but I, yeah, I, I've always loved adventure and things like that. So, I was never the guy that could sing about those things. And so that was the, the, the advice that he gave me was like, no, just, you know, be edgy and talk about sex and, and talk about mm -hmm. that. I was like, like, I'm just not that person. I couldn't do it. Mm. So definitely the, yeah, the worst advice that I've ever been given. It's kind of like he was saying to you, fake it till you make it. Yeah. In, in a very different way. <laughs> yeah. In, in a way that almost, Fake it till you make it and also sell your soul a little bit. Yeah, that too is like, yeah. even if you don't agree with it, do it anyway. Yeah. Because yeah. it's exactly. going to, it's going to make you popular. It's going to make you famous. It's going to, you know, sell records and all that jazz. Yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. which it's good that you'd stay true to yourself, man. Because that's hard to do once again. I feel like that's the yeah. theme of this, this conversation. Things that are hard yeah. that we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Chris, man, this is my all-time favorite question. So I ask everyone at the end. Uh, it's a hypothetical one. I want you to imagine with me for a moment that you've been able to reach the age of 100. All your friends and your family have decided to put together a film for you of everything you've ever said and everything you've ever done. Don't ask me how in the world they got it all. We'll call it magic for the sake of argument. But being able to get it and show it to you on your hundredth birthday, what do you want that film to say and to show about your life? Well, um, I I would definitely, and this isn't this one took this one takes a little bit a little bit of thought. I I would want it to be a, literally about 
the way that I've impacted people. I, I would want it less to be about my achievements and, and, and things that I've done, um, you know, to, you know, career accolades. I think, and this is, this is real. Like this isn't one of those, how can I give a good answer you know, that makes me seem noble? I, I do this. I do music not only because I love it, but I, from the bottom of my heart, I, I want, I want to impact people. I want to make them feel something. Um, and, and what that feeling is isn't always going to be the same thing, but nonetheless, nevertheless, I want them to feel something. And so I think if if there was a video, if there was a highlight reel, I would want it to be the times that I touched people's lives, mm. you know, the times that I've helped someone through something, um, you know, and, and like a, a reason why I sing publicly because people are like, oh, they could easily say if you wanted to do those things, why don't, you know, why don't you don't do, don't be famous or don't yeah? I I'm I'm not famous because yeah I I'm trying to be I set out to sing and entertain people and hope hope that they like me and that that in turn has obviously elevated me to a position where people recognise me. But nonetheless, the reason and the motivation for it all is 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 simply to to have an impact and I I want to be able to grow that popularity. I want to be able to. Yeah, so that I can impact more people and and yeah, just have almost put my stamp of you know love on people and 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 impact them as in much as a way as I possible as I possibly can. Mm. I reckon that'd be a very powerful film to watch, and obviously there's going to be music in there. Like yeah, <laughs> lots of music. Can I ask you another question? This is what I'm curious about. And I was thinking about it the other day. Why is it that we actually use the phrase from the bottom of my heart instead of from the top of my heart? That's a good question. I think maybe we, I mean, I'm I'm certainly just using it because of that's the phrase. But Mm. I mean, if I think about it logically, if, I mean, when we when we picture it, we we picture depth, yeah, mm. with your heart going deep. I think that's probably where the the saying comes from. Yeah, you know, obviously, the deeper you go, the more it means. Yeah, you know, the, the harder it is to get to that point. And I, 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 I'm assuming that's where that that saying comes from. I think you're right. I was thinking about it not that long ago, and. You know, I hear it quite often and I'm, I'm thinking, well, if we say that, isn't it more or less like if we really want it to have meaning that we say from the top of my heart where people can reach it a lot easier? Yeah. yeah. Rather than think, having, yeah. Well, I think the things that are at the top of your heart are probably the things that are the newest. They've spent the least amount of time there. Um, the things that are deep deep down lower i think they've been there for longer so it means more i like that yeah yeah that's that's cool maybe it's just my brain just yeah i think of some crazy stuff when yeah. <laughs> and my brain's wild sometimes but anyway <laughs> you help you help that but chris man where can people find you connect with you and listen yeah. to your incredible song look all the music are at the same places the spotify apple music your itunes like all the all those good places um I'll be announcing some tours this year. Uh, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna to be touring a couple of times this year. So, 
yeah, we got an, we got another single. We're about to shoot the music video for the next single, um, and so I got yeah. There's a lot more music coming out. There's a lot more shows happening. And um, hit me up. I, I I get messages quite often. People just wanting to chat. So hit me up on socials. I'm very often right back. Um, so yeah, always always up for a good chat. I really don't like this part because it means that sadly we have come to an end of yet another story. I just want to say thank you to all of you for tuning in and listening to our guest today. It is my prayer that you would have felt inspired, motivated, challenged in some way, and that you would have learned something new as well. If you would like to hear more amazing stories like this one, you can do so now by searching up the story box on all podcast platforms. It is that easy. And if you did get something from today's guest, please do share it around with your friend or family member who you feel could benefit from hearing today's story. And before you go, I greatly appreciate it if you could spend 30 seconds leaving a rating review over on Apple Podcast. It goes a long way to reaching more people and building this community of the Storybox. Let's start changing lives through powerful stories like this one you heard today. Your support is always greatly appreciated. Until next time, when we dive back into the story box, I'm Jay Phantom, and don't forget, your story is worth more than you know. I'll catch you then. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.